about the tech issues, guys. Sorry, guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the roundtable, the first one for Rebels of Disclosure. We have a lot of announcements tonight, a lot of stuff to go through. We're excited to be here. <clears throat> first things first, we have, we're going to give away a free live stream ticket tonight. And uh, for those who can't make it to the conference, obviously, and the instructions are below in the description. But if you want to win a free live stream ticket, just go to our new website, journeytotruth.online. That link is below. Sign up for the email list if you haven't, and then email us the word FREE in all caps, and you'll be entered to win, and we're going to send out a mass email tomorrow, and the winner will be announced on that email. And we'll repeat the instructions a little bit later on for the people who aren't here yet. And if you don't know, we've made a few additions to the lineup at the conference. We've added Margie Kay. She spoke last year. She's got some really, uh, really awesome new information she's going to share about some of her suppressed memories from a government program. And uh, she's a remote viewer as well. And she's helped find 67 missing people at this point, maybe even more. She's uh, very talented and we're very excited to have her part of the team. And then Derek and Daniel from Shred the Veil, if you guys know who they are. They will be joining us this year and their grandfather, Daniel Salter, wrote the book Life with a Cosmos Clearance, and they're going to be sharing new developments in their research and stuff they're uncovering about their grandfather, which is really awesome. And, and some of his involvement with some of the top secret programs and and even the Wingmakers, if you guys know who they are. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of new developments and we're, we're very excited to have them with us. And um, tonight yes. also... We are offering 10% off the live stream pass and the four-day pass. If you click the link below in the description, you get 10% discount to the conference. And those links won't be there forever. So take advantage of that and grab a ticket at a 10% discount. Was, wasn't that, was Daniel Salter in the Disclosure Project uh, video? Yes. So he actually yeah. didn't speak on stage i think he was one of them something happened to him right before he officially got to speak if i'm not mistaken or am i thinking of someone else aaron um i'm not sure but well i don't know because there there were two the disclosure project a lot of people don't know this was actually two days not just one day and the second day was uh private it wasn't it was like okay. privately done for for like less people or something like that he might have spoke on like that day, maybe. Oh, I Either saw way, he... on the uh, on the disclosure project witness testimony video, which was not the lives. It was it wasn't the National Press Club thing. It was mm -hmm. uh, a video that had interviews from all the different uh, disclosure participants. Oh, okay. It was. It's really an amazing video if you get a, you can get a chance to see it. Um, so... I think better than the lives than the uh, National Press Club thing. Okay. Yeah, but, no, I don't think I have seen that. But that know. is him. That is him. So yes, he was part of it. And uh, anyway, they have they have been discovering a lot of new things about their grandfather and what he was involved in, and it's some pretty mm -hmm. wild stuff. Anyway. I do have his book though, and I read it, and it's it's amazing. I highly recommend his book. And Life with the Cosmos Clearance is what. Yes. Called. And the last announcement, I want to, I'm going to put the spotlight on Jackie. So if you don't know who Jackie Kenner is, she spoke with us actually at the Secret Space Conference. She helped Tony write both of his books. And, yep. and, she then, does a, some. and then some. She and does a some. number of um, amazing things, including 
helping us build our new website that you guys are all familiar with now. If you're not, journeytotruth.online, that link is below. But it would not have happened without Jackie. And I mean, she really pulled through and it was like, it was a blessing. I, I literally was sitting there doing a meditation the night before asking for some assistance with, you know, just everything we're doing right now, including the conference. And Jackie's like, Hey, do you need any help the next morning? I'm like, this is crazy. And she, and you know, we got on a zoom call and next thing you know, we're building this website and, you know, I had started building it and Jackie looked at, she goes, let me see what you got. And then she looked at it and she goes, okay, I'm going to talk to you like you're not my friend. And she just, that's my specialty. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's a great start. Right. Yeah. So, so she helped. Uh, she helped us make you know get it a little more professional, and it turned out amazing. So thank you, Jackie. I am yes. so happy thank to be so able much. to help. I'm so happy to be a part of this movement. So thank you for letting me assist. And you had you had a pretty you had pretty good bones there. It just needed a little tweaking. Well, thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank so, you. Tonight, we are joined by three secret space program experiencers and Sherry. <laughs> sure. And some lady named Sherry. Uh, no, so welcome to the no. show, everybody. If you don't know who everybody is, Tony Rodriguez, which I'm sure everyone here probably knows who he is. And we're very excited to have Nira Isley with us. She, this is her, she's going to be speaking at the conference. And I think this is her first appearance since 2018 at Dimensions of Disclosure, which is the first conference that Aaron and I were at. And we're very excited to hear what she has to bring us this year. And obviously, Sherry. Oh, look, Tony's got her book. Hey, oh. I, I was just, I, I grabbed it because I want to look at when it was published because Niera was, I'm sorry to take over, or sorry to interject, but Niera was telling this story and talking about this stuff long before it was cool. And way back when she had her very credible evidence and very credible um witness account of what happened to her and her career so it's very her for those that don't know Boom. who she is or what she went through uh it's a pinnacle it's a very important thing with especially with the way that the information's developed and how they've tried to sweep it under the rug so Niera's like a hero to me so i'm i'm honored when you said come on a round table with Niera and jackie and sherry i was like oh god yeah you know like I'm happy to be here. Like I'm looking I'm, up. I'm to way these. looking forward to seeing you in person at last. I, me too. I can't wait to meet you. Right. We've been friends, and somebody tried to stop us from being friends at some point. Right. Uh, some external force, you mm -hmm. know, changed our settings on our Facebook so we couldn't talk to each other, unbeknownst to us, and mm -hmm. it set us back. I would have known you years earlier. So yeah. uh, I'm just honored mm -hmm. to be here. So anyhow, uh, sorry guys, go. No, I just you're good. It's amazing. <laughs> and. And uh, Sherry, that was only a joke, as you know. Sherry, yeah. uh, we love her. She spoke last year, and she is a force to be reckoned with. And her information is, you know, top notch. And she's doing so much. I don't even know how you how you handle uh, the the workload, and the books that you're pumping out and with the Aramis Collective. And I'm really excited to be um, working on a new video that Sherry is going to be uh, premiering at the conference this year. So, um, you know, we're kind of working on that behind the scenes. But uh, welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. And I guess, Sherry, while we're talking about you, I guess we'll just turn the mic over to you and let you introduce yourself and let everybody know kind of what you're going to be bringing, bringing to us this year. Okay. Well, thank you for having me um, once again. And I'm honored to be on this panel with each and every one of you, even though I haven't met all of you yet. Um, I feel like we all know each other on some level and we're just reuniting. 
Um, for me, what I'll be talking about this year is a continuation of last year. So last year, I really got into the what is in my third book, Star Seeds and the Great Awakening, which goes into New Earth children, disconnecting from labels, um, 3D interference, and where I see us going as a collective in the future um, with the assistance of the star seeds that um, continue to come through. So my my newest book that I'm working on right now called uh, Courage to Change the Freedom Movement is a continuation of that. Um, most of the, for those of you that don't know, I do um, I'm an intuitive energy healer, um, registered veterinary technician, mother of three, author, and I have an online virtual alternative education platform for children. And I work with children all over the world as well as adults all over the world from many different countries um, for over for over a decade. And I do intuitive healing and re soul readings for people to dive deep into their cellular and soul healing and their genetic blueprints and their galactic history um, and help them discern kind of their journey in this life. And through all of the people that I've worked with over the years, and uh, many of which have been geared towards children in the last five years, I have um, obtained so much information, so much random tidbits of information that have come together to really uh, create such a catalog of important and significant um, of, um, tidbits of our history, but also where we're going as a collective and how we're getting there and all the things that have been working against us. So all the information that I present is not researched at all. I, I hate research and I was a terrible student. Um, to this day, I still would not be a good student. Um, I just, I, I don't have a long attention span for things. So everything I know comes from my sessions with people and the information that I receive for each individual person. And then I collectively put the information together. Um, and so I'm presenting more on that this year, a continuation of 3D interference, a lot of new groups of collectives that are coming through where we're, where we're going with Aramis Creative Learning Center and our nonprofit, the Aramis Collective, where I see the star seeds going now, who are coming in, um, how in, animals are integrating, uh, the shadow beings, how they are playing a role, um, how the 3D is becoming a toxic shock environment for many and what that means and why and how it's affecting our bodies and more information about what the children are doing, um, how they're working in the void. Um, there's just so many things that I'm going to be talking about. I actually don't know how I'm going to, I have more information this year than I did last year. So I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to present it in, in a, an articulate way, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah, it'll, I know it'll be perfect. And I want to personally thank you for helping us with the Tartaria webinar and the video you did for that. So if you guys don't know, Sherry made a video specifically for our Tartaria webinar contain information that came through her sessions about Tartaria and that civilization. And it was amazing. It's at the very end of the webinar. And I just wanted to thank you again for doing that for us because you didn't have to. And it was a, it was a long video and we really appreciate that. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It was fun. Mm -hmm. um, for you, for those of you guys who are just now showing up and getting here, um, we are giving away a free live stream pass tonight. And if you want to win the live stream ticket, the instructions are below. But all you have to do is go to our new website, Journey to Truth Online, and send us an email. Sign up for the email list and send us an email with the word free in all caps and you're entered to win. And we'll announce the winner tomorrow. And we are offering you guys 10% off of the four-day passes and live stream passes with the links below in the description if you still want to join the conference. 
Um, we're going to go ahead and move over to Niara now. Thank you for being here with us, Niara. I know it's been a while since you've spoken at a conference, and I know you're excited about it. So uh, what you told me the other day what the topic or the title of your talk was going to be, but I already forgot. What was that? Yeah, well, this is what it will be unless I have some big epiphany and change it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be calling my talk When Extraordinary Things Happen to Ordinary People. And because um, I don't like to make a big deal about who I am and everything else like that. I'm just a, a regular person who had these things happen to her and then tried to do the best she could with it from the point of remembering and processing and all that other stuff. Um, uh, long story short, um, I sat on my story for 14 years before going public. A, I was kind of afraid to go public because it was heavy duty stuff. Um, B, uh, I just wanted to have a normal life, but um, so I tried to be, I got life coach certification, relationship coaching certification. I had breathwork certification. I was, I really am a fairly talented artist when I can get at it. <laughs> and so I tried everything. I tried to get my life coaching thing going. I tried and that didn't work. And I tried to get things going as an artist that didn't work. So I fired my business coach gently <laughs> and I sat down and I just kind of went quiet and I said, okay, universe what is my thing to do on this planet because obviously these things I've been trying so hard to do aren't it and before I even finished that sentence in my mind the answer came back you have to tell your story and I thought oh the one I've been avoiding telling for 14 years yes that one <laughs> and um so I went I thought well okay well I'll go public so I went public in December of 2018 with uh, an article, got lots of interviews, hundreds of emails came pouring in, everybody wanted to interview me. And so I did a lot of interviews, but people got so hung up on the, uh, the drama, um, woman raped and drugged and worked over in a black ops project out of Area 51. You know, lots of drama, lots of sensationalism and and I just thought, this isn't me. This is not who I am, all this drama and crud, you know? And so I thought then, then that's when I decided I had to write my book and tell my story my way. And probably the best documentary I've been in to date has been uh, Above Majestic. And it was done with David Wilcock and, and Corey Good. Um, and, you know, I don't want to say anything about Corey, but, you know, he's kind of had some issues. Um, people have asked me, you know, about my part in that documentary. And I said, I'll tell you, every word that I said in that documentary was sincere and from the heart. And, you know, talk, talking about my story and then towards the end where I talk about higher consciousness and how it could change everything on this planet. Literally every, everything. The hard part about trying to get people to understand about consciousness it's like trying to get fish to understand that they're swimming in water and they're taking it through their gills all the time and on and 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 for human beings that means the the guilt what's coming through our gills is tons and tons and tons of indoctrination from the moment we're born all the way up we get it everywhere school church 
the news media, television, everything, we're, we're constantly being indoctrinated. And they don't want us empowered as a unified whole. Uh, because if that happens, they know it's game over. So um, that's, the, that's the thing that's really the, the powerful message. But again, it's really hard to get people to understand just how insidious indoctrination is. You know, I like to say when I went to, through school, I daydreamed my way through school and I missed a lot of the indoctrination or a good portion of it. I didn't escape without any, but I right. uh, missed a lot. <laughs> That's a good thing. So yeah. anyway, um, I went through these experiences and <clears throat> they ended up being kind of like a shamanic awakening. One day, um, I just had that thought that by staying silent, I was allowing this abuse to go on for other people indirectly and once i had that thought there was no going back i went public and then i wrote the book and i've tried to help people understand that they're not crazy that this kind of stuff really does happen and um and going public isn't for everybody but if it is your path you know i think you find a lot of support i mean find a lot of support in the community as long as you're genuine and authentic and not trying to uh scam anybody yeah yeah well well thank you and yeah. you know you, yeah you definitely on your path there's no question about that so yeah we're very excited to have you join us and we're gonna go thank ahead and uh stick yes. with the ladies first sorry tony and we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna move to jackie and uh you know jackie has an incredible story as well she's been on the show a couple times and like i said she spoke at our first conference and honestly you have one of the most credible testimonies I've heard. And it's funny that not that many people, uh, I don't know if, you know, you, you're not one of the big names in the SSP community, but that's probably a good thing. You know, you're kind of like a sleeper, but you have some of the most real information. And I, I'm so excited to have you back and hear what you're going to uh, hear what you have for us this year. So. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. The last time I was on stage, I was like seven months pregnant. And now I've got my little 18-month-old baby. It's also funny you're the third person to call me a sleeper this week. <laughs> like, am I a sleeper? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, Tony and I talk about that often, how I am have these facts and locations and names and people and experiences. And I just I never get interviewed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't meant to be. I think I'm not meant to be. I'm meant to do other things and focus on other things. That's how I take it. So, you know, I focus um, a lot of my time in my medium sessions. And this year I've decided it's, I was, it was funny listening to these two ladies before me. Um, it's been my mission this year to empower at the level of the individual because I realize I can offer medium sessions for people and connect them with their higher selves and their relatives around them, but I'm not teaching them to fish. And I've had this like massive change in myself this year that I didn't see coming where I realized like, I need to help people who are like me grow what they're doing. And, and I've even been comfortable saying, I want like wealth and influence in the hands of spiritually focused people. And so for me, it's been like a massive shift this year. So helping you all get your website up and get something streamlined was like, yep, this is what I'm feeling called to do this year. And it's where I'm putting a lot of my focus. Did you ask me a question or did I just start talking? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know if I really asked you a question, okay. but but Did what I are answer you, it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I I guess what what are you going to be talking about this year? I know you and Tony. You're, I don't know you. I have you guys originally. You started. have us together, so I'm going to try to get a word in edgewise. That's my main goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually want. We'll we'll probably spend some time, and Tony can um maybe confirm or argue with this talking about the the last book that came out and everything that's happened since and i know tony is and i are both working on other books and and someone else in this group as well yep and um that me <laughs> i actually want to have a little bit of um sharing like the things that have made me more in tune with my higher self i want to use some of that time to to offer not like a training or, you know, but I actually want to really transfer this information and these things that have worked for myself or for Tony or people that we've worked with to like align us with our, like that ignition of the internal truth of who you are. Because I think like we were, we've been talking about, there's so much um, programming that people don't even realize that they're thinking inside of these small boxes. And so if I want to empower the individual, I want to actually use some of the time, if Tony will allow me to share, you know, these, these things that we're doing that are helping ourselves to maybe help other people there. I haven't, I haven't picked it apart further than that. I just know well, that I, I, I'm feeling really um, pushed by the spirit world to do this. Yeah. And, and so you guys have the whole evening to do whatever you want. There's no time limit after dinner. You guys take the stage in the evening with Jackie and Tony. So you can split that up and you guys can each do your own presentations. You could do something together. We're going to leave that open. The, the original thought was because you guys wrote the co-wrote the last book together, you mm -hmm. guys could co-speak about it, but obviously you know, we evolve and we have things to talk about and you have things you want to share. So however that looks, you know, we'll let you guys have the whole evening and, and just have fun with it. So, yeah, I think we'll have, we will have some fun together. I tease Tony because he, he does like to talk, <laughs> yeah. but we'll do, we'll do something collaborative. It'll be fun. And then use, use some of the time to really empower everyone there, hopefully. Mm -hmm. and, is that right? Uh, Tony, your mute is on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony, that's it's your turn. You're up. I know you. Uh, you know we went on that trip together to Inyo Kern, and and if you guys haven't seen that video that we did, um, I recommend it. It's somewhere in our library on Rumble. But um, hang on a sec. Are we frozen? Are we? No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. It just, it, just, it just looked like it on my end. Um, sorry. Anyway, so we it's uh we went on we went to Inyokern and it was actually for me personally seeing Tony's emotional reaction to remember being at a place that he was taken there in a 20 and back. And you know, you can't fake a, an emotional reaction like that. I'm not not that we were ever claiming Tony was faking anything, but whenever you're there and you witness it and you're with somebody and you're feeling the energy. Uh, it was it was very surreal and it was emotional for me too and it was a pretty wild experience so since then i know tony you've uncovered a lot uh, and stuff's just been coming to the surface and things you probably weren't expecting so you know what does that look like for you since then and what are you going to be presenting at the conference 
Well, yeah, I think me and you should talk about it for a minute on stage and kind of go over it. You've got actually a wealth of the pictures and the video that you were filming the whole time that we were there. And it was huge. You thanks for coming, Tyler. Inyo Kern and Peru. I, I'm still trying to get into Peru to do the same thing, but it's a very dangerous area. Um, but Inyo Kern was one of the few places that I had in my back pocket that had evidence. And, and we went there and, you know, there were things I called out that we didn't discover until we got there. And how could I have done that? You know, like it's just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that panned out in Inyo Kern for one, and for two, I remembered a lot more. Like going there and smelling it and feeling, you know, the hearing the planes fly over every day. It's like I got a bunch more memories that came back, and I really unpacked a lot of things that we were working on, the technologies we were working on. There's a lot to discuss about it, but I would love to touch on that. My feeling is to just let Jackie talk. In our presentation, let her go first, and then I just kind of mop up at the end. That's my whole plan, and nice. freestyle that because everything that I've been working on. So I got my memories back, and you know I've been on your show a few times and told my story. And Jackie, thank God, you know probably aliens put us together to work together because uh, it, the most accurate description is that I'm more like a floodlight, and she's more like a laser beam, and we work well together. So, you know, like I've got short, short term vision and she's got focus. And so we, we worked really well together um, on talks with Tony and in the books. So um, thank God that happened. But it's progressed now. It's been so long. There's so many things that because of my memories have taught, pushed me in another direction. And because of what's happened and it's developed and there's a lot of things that are still panning out um, that there is to dog. This is the, like, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to discuss that I want to share with people this year, and so some of them that I'm not even finished with yet. So um, mm -hmm. I'm just going to let Jackie present and talk about. I think honestly, Jackie, I think we should talk about how we met each other and started working together in this field because Jackie, the same thing she did for you with the website, she did for me. She was called and she helped me out, and I was people were people were messaging me on Facebook and saying, "Hey, will you come on my show?" And I said, okay. And then I went back to work. I was a dad. I had three kids and the, you know, I was buried in work and I wasn't trying to make a website or a book or any kind of show. I wasn't trying to, you know what I mean? I was, I was basically unconcerned with it. And so she said, no, you got to do this. Is, is this important or not? And I said, yeah, it's very important. Of course. She said, well, you need to put yourself out there. You need to, you know, you need to do this. And so for her, because of her, I am, I am, uh, doing it, doing way more than I ever thought I would. So Jackie was a blessing to me. And uh, I think we should tell the story of, of how, where you were on the big island of Hawaii and had a, basically a visitation. And I was on Maui and had a visitation and we found out it was the same day. And it was only a few months later that we met each other uh, by you. You saw me on Gaia. Gaia. You saw me on Cosmic Disclosure and then got a hold and you went, holy, she did a holy shit moment. And, and then got a hold, you know, whatever uh well you know watched my information for a, for a while and then we finally did a podcast together and we we was something weird like we were like don't i know you and uh we worked together for we're still we still are working together today she was helping me with my website today too so right um that's amazing a lot of, a lot of you don't know what say it i'll brag for you jackie you never do but what did you get your master's degree by the age of 21 Yes, I did. Well, that's what I'm saying is that yeah. master's in communication by 21. So that's crazy. Laser beam. Laser what? beam. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> you know, hyper focused. Hyper -focused. Extraordinary person. 
And I also didn't like school. So I just wanted to get through it. I had a lot of pressure from my family because I was so smart. And I was like, fine, let me just get it over with. I want to say something about books, though, and why I think they're so important. And I love that I, I believe everyone here at some point will have a book. And I know most of us already do. They are not censored yet. You know, it's a one way to get your story down permanently and into the world that is not yet censored. And I say yet because I think that it will happen. But as of right now, it's one form of permanent communication that cannot be taken away from the world right now. And I think they're so important. They can't burn all the books. They can't burn all the books like they used to a long time ago. It used to be able to a lot easier a long time ago. Right. And they can't remove you from the digital world. I mean, right. they can take yeah. you off Amazon, but you they can might, go around yeah. Amazon, you know. Well, but they're still, like yeah. And if you don't want them to burn your book, just paint it blue. Exactly. Because right. <laughs> they will burn exactly. it with a DEW. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah. I got to say, Kindle first came out. Um, I wrote a comment about it. I said, it's really a wonderful thing. Now people can read digital books, et cetera, et cetera. I said, but it's also. In the future, it could be a really dangerous thing because it could burn books without flames. Right. Those content could be manipulated and changed and things omitted. Uh, and it, it would be a great way to burn books without flames. So we have to be aware of what could happen in the publishing arena with Amazon and our books and the Kindle version. And hopefully not the print version, you know. But right yeah. now, you're right. Right now they're not censoring so it's a good it's a good idea to get things out and i think things are turning around in the world you know trump gives me a lot of hope if i can say that um but no. what, re what really gives me hope is all the people waking up that's the yeah. thing that really gives me hope because yeah. people are waking up and this is not a population i see knuckling under to the new world order mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I, exactly I agree with you. I, I think there's there's no stopping us, you know. You know, it's just like a giant tsunami and, and that you know the hundredth monkey effect has happened and, and I think the number is in the millions right now of people who are waking up and seeing through the bullshit. And you know, I think this year mm -hmm. actually a lot of people are saying it's the year of the dragon, the year of disclosure. Like there's a lot of stuff on the plate this year. And I kinda wanted to talk about some of that and um maybe I'll I'll uh Put the spotlight back on sherry just because i know she's bringing in information in her sessions all the time and what do you see what do you see like is there any sort of future outlook about 2024 and like what what we're expecting this year yeah i mean there's there's so many incredible things going on and i just i've done a few interviews recently and they've i've they've, i've been asked the same question you know what what's new what's what's happening right now what's on the horizon and is there evidence of change now, most of the people watching this, including us on this panel, know that there has been a lot of change. But what is evident to the public is is a is a whole other a whole other aspect. But I can just take just my clientele of a few. I mean, a few thousand people, which in a grand scheme of millions of people is not that many people. But I do have a good grasp on many people all over the world, different ages, and and a lot of children, but many many different aspects and backgrounds all over the world. If you take that, just that number in the last 10 years, when I when I first started working with people and opened myself up to not working with animals and working with people exclusively, um, there was a lot of people that were still asleep, not really open to what I did, 
And I, over the years, the the awakening started to happen in in, in a in a rate that was much faster than before. And then around the pandemic period, more and more people were coming to me. Literally, I just woke up. I literally, I this a couple of weeks ago, I woke up. I somehow I came across your name. Can you help me? Um, and with regard to children and parenting and where we're going with the indoctrination, because what Niara said is so important and it's really what drives me every day. What I focus my attention on is the children, where we're, we are going, where we have been and the indoctrination camps that we call schools and the Lush farms um, is a big part of our past, but not where we're going. And I would say 10 to 15 percent of my clients that are parents, even three years ago, had homeschooled children. And fast forward three to five years later, I'm at 75, 80% of my clients are now homeschool their children. So there's a huge number of parents that want something better, are looking for alternatives, are pulling their children out of the public school indoctrination system and saying, I don't want this for my child anymore. I think that they deserve more and the children are asking for it. And they are so much more psychic, so much more aware, so different than previous generations. They're actually not responding to the indoctrination. They're not responding to the 3D interference. Like I talked about on stage last year with the Voice of God technology, the all of the EMFs and all of the negative affirmations being played in the atmosphere, the noise that they actually can hear that we cannot. And some children can actually hear the words being spoke. I'm not good enough. I will never amount to anything. My parents don't love me. I will never be good enough. They hear it and they tell me about it. And so the they they come in and they're actually distorting and disrupting the frequencies that are being emitted by satellite underground, above ground, outside of the planet, all over the place through through 5G towers, everywhere they're being emitted. The children are actually disruptors. So they're disrupting and breaking down those frequencies and it's not working on them anymore. And so they are not responding to tr traditional medicine. They're not responding to these things anymore. The, the labels are breaking down and the parents are saying, I don't buy into this anymore. I don't want to medicate my child. And then they talk to someone and they hear me do a lecture on the truth about Asperger's, autism, the spectrum, uh, dyslexia, ADHD, and all of the labels. And I explain what's actually going on. And they say, oh my God, thank you. Someone actually understands my child and they're not buying into it anymore. So there's a huge breakdown of the system happening right now. And it's been happening very much in the last couple of years. So what I've been told is 2023 was a, it was a reflection and a breakdown period and an awakening and that's continuing into 2024, um, but in a much more profound way that's actually visible now to those that are looking for it. So we're looking for it, we see it, but the people who are hiding it are are not wanting to see it, not open to it. It's in their face now and they have to, it's presenting itself to them and they have to make a choice. And that's where we are this year of people having abrupt epiphanies and awakenings in 2024 and they have to make a choice. What direction do they want to go? What do they believe in now? And who are they going to follow? And if not, maybe go within. And actually, you know, I do a lot of, I love that what Jackie said, I, I try to empower all of my clients that they don't need me. They can, they can activate this wisdom and sovereignty within themselves that they never lost. They just didn't know they had it. And how do we do that? Um, and I don't want to monopolize the time, but that that's kind of a lot of what I'm seeing right now. And it's, it, we're seeing the change. People are, are participating in it. It's evident. It's apparent to people who have just opened their eyes. They can see it. I mean, it's just right there. Now you guys see what I mean when I say she's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> yes. Um, that's what happened the first time I saw you present. I was just like, I really didn't know much about you. And I mean, you're, you're just on target over the target all the time. You're on point and on fire. So thank you for that. 
And uh, I agree. I agree. I think it's a, like everyone's going to be faced with making a choice. And ultimately, like it's it's you're you you're unconsciously making a choice sometimes by the things that you participate in. So that's why it's important to be aware. So you can know, like, if I decide to do this or this, I'm complicit in their agenda, you know, and that mm -hmm. self-awareness helps you navigate that and steer away from that. So I agree. Uh, does anybody want to add to, you know, what they kind of see happening this year and, and, you know, expand on what Sherry said? I would just second that in, in it, for me, it's materialized and, I used to have all these training courses on how to be more psychic, how to enhance your abilities, how to connect to your higher self. And what I found is, you know, I, I took a long maternity, 18 months, 18 months of two years, roughly. When I came back, the people that I was engaging with as clients, they already knew everything in those courses. It's like, it, I felt like in those two years, like the entire I don't know if it, was, it can't possibly be the entire population, but it was like the people that are awake are really awake. And, and it was amazing because for me, it, it like I got to then bump up my level because I was like not meeting people at five anymore. They were coming to me at level 60 and I really, really love it. And mm -hmm. on top of that, I like what Sherry was saying because I will 100% homeschool. Like, and it, it is very common amongst my friend set now that people are not planning on putting their children in school because they realize that you're actually destroying their ability to think for themselves, to mm -hmm. really yeah. contemplate and think about things. And that alone is holding back. Right. They teach you, right. they don't teach you how to think, they teach you mm -hmm. what to think. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it, it's, people are realizing and waking up to how toxic the public school system is and how damaging it is like you just said to children and this is we're talking at the earliest formative years of their life that that can permanently um you know damage to put it simply damage that child for the rest of their life and keep them at this very low level of very restrictive very programs yeah right it's a very right. restrictive training my husband and I have a terrible joke I'll share with you, but when we do road trips, we when we, you look out on the horizon, we have this game, high school or prison, because from a distance, you can't tell which is which, because they look the same. It's like buildings with no yeah. windows. That's on, pur that's on purpose. I know. I know. Yeah. But once you wake up to it, you're like, it's so in our, it's, it's so, so in obvious. our space. Yeah. Right. right. Down to the transportation, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that in Las Vegas, Nevada, before I moved away, all the new high schools and junior high schools they were building looked like prisons. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. horrible. They're all, oh, yeah. inter they're interchangeable. Uh, Tony, I know you have some thoughts on the future of education. Would you like to add to any of this? So, yeah, so I'm <clears throat> working on, I've been working on for some time now, what I remember going through in the space program. So the form of school. I remember, and we began working on preschool prep. I thought it was the easiest one, the lower hanging fruit. And um, sorry, I'm getting something here. I thought the preschool stuff was the lower hanging fruit, but it turns out that kids don't really learn verbatim at that age. It's you're seeing what their reaction is. You're seeing what they're, you know, what they're what they're inspired by what the information. In other words, you don't teach them a picture and then get an answer from it. Jesus on the picture and understand what their where their imagination went. So there's a whole form of psychology in those formative years that my my uh, technique doesn't really help. 
So I, and then and at the same time, I've sold some uh, corporate uh, training. Uh, we're building videos for corporations to train new uh, new employees. But I've done a lot of research into the existing school system to the, you know, because we want to duplicate it and, and form a homeschool version from, from home that's going to be faster than currently what it is, is just watching a video and then spitting out whatever, you know, the test at the end of it. And uh, we did a lot of research into it. As long ago, it's still what it's still the biggest market and where we're going to return to um, as we because well, I'm building things. Uh, I'm continuing to build things. And then there are even more techniques that help in, on top of the software and the way that we present the information on top of that. There are other techniques to learn even faster, um, but it's more geared towards the adult, the older crowd, uh, you know, kids that are older. Um, where that a lot of that stuff's going to work. So we are going that way because the market is so big, but it's kind of down the road. It's on a, the school system stuff is on the back burner right now, uh, just until I get a few the the manpower in place, basically. Um, but the research I did into school system was scary because all of the curriculum and the benchmarks were the basically not the curriculum, but the benchmarks. Like yeah. you know, the kid's in eighth grade, he's got to hit this mark. He's got to know this. Okay, so then he's in tenth grade, he's got a SAT, so whatever he's got to hit this. Then it, they got to do this to graduate. They got to hit these marks, and then now they're graduated. The comp, the people that the people that determine that is the United States Department of Defense, mm -hmm. and it's global. Right. It's all the free world. It's the U.S. Department of Defense determines who's going to graduate in Australia and in the U.K. It's the it's the SCORM system. So what is the United the United States Department of Defense got to do with your education? Nothing, right? So that's really the current system that most people are unaware of. When you really start to unravel and dig what, like, I want to build my own school curriculum for kids to graduate out of my system. So who do I, who do I go to for that? And it, and at the end of the trail was the Pentagon. So that was super scary. And, you know, things like what Sherry's doing and the homeschooling, it's the way it's going to be. The other thing I want to touch on is, like you're saying, the, the psychic development of people in, across the board. We're seeing people, grown adults, and myself included, their entire life changed because they no longer vibrate. You know, I don't even like the word vibrate, but they no longer fit in the world in in the mindset of their current life that they were in. Everybody's kind of waking up and going, "Wait a minute, I don't have to do this anymore. This is not this isn't me. This is not helping anybody." And they're changing their life. We're seeing it in adults, but the kids are going through the same kind of changes. And then it's right when the time they you, we see the 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 Klaus Schwab thing um, where he wants to put chips in everybody. 10 years from now, everybody has a chip in their head and they got, so we are, we are, we've, we've heard this all along. I know you guys have, have had shows about this where mankind has a choice to go into the mental, spiritual development route or the technological route where there's like a hive mind. And so that's kind of what we're seeing. We're seeing the, the seeds of that sprout right now, these days with the AI and with these chips with, you know, once they get a chip in your head, I mean, what are you going to do with that? How do you shut that off? You can't. Dig it right. out with a knife. Right. Well, I'm just saying you can't you can't shut it off. It'll right. be always be on there, always watching, always having. And you think the voice of God in school, which is terrifying. Um, when you think of that happening to kids and, and the effect it can have. The other thing about chips in your head is that I would feel a lot better. I would feel a lot better with that if we could trust our leadership. And yeah. it doesn't take you very long to find them being completely, completely uh, immature and untrustworthy. So uh, it's it's a it's a hard no for me. Mm -hmm. Can, can so, I add something to that real quick, Tony? 
Please. Uh, is that okay? Um, do you do you guys know why they started the the labeling program? It's a government program, and the reason that they do that, I call them the dark players. That's how I refer to them in my book, just to simplify many different names. But they know that the spiritual gifts that these children have, whether they're on the spectrum of Asperger's, which we don't use that term anymore, but they're highly intelligent, or they are on the spectrum of psychic abilities. They label these children, and they want the a catalog. So they want parents to bring their children to the doctor to get diagnosed so that their kid is on a list somewhere and the government has a list of all the children and their abilities so that they can use that and they can track these children. So they have a list of all the highly intelligent, high IQ Asperger labeled children. They had, they know where they all are. They have a list of them and it's, it's in the medical file. They know where all the autistic children are that land on the, on, on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum that are very psychic very right brain so they can utilize so they know where they are so that they, if they need to use them for that it's a mm -hmm. tracking system people don't realize that i would never let my child be i don't even take them to the doctor but i would never let them be diagnosed officially for anything because they don't realize what they're actually being um diagnosed for the reason behind it is a government program right right um, I, Niara, I, you raise your hand go ahead um Years ago, when I was trying to understand what happened to me, I read uh, Kathy O'Brien and Mark Phillips' book, Transformation of America. And he said in there, uh, Mark Phillips wrote that standardized testing in schools, where you sit down in the big room, like the cafeteria or something, and you're on a timer, and you fill, all, fill in the little bubbles on the sheet with a number two pencil to try to get the correct answers, okay? He said that they use those uh, standardized test scores to try to identify people that would be good at work in the CIA, that would be good at work with other things and everything else like that. And <laughs> I was uh, I was very good in almost every subject, kind of effortlessly, except for mathematics. Mathematics got scrambled in my head. So I was sitting there doing the test and filling in the little bubbles. And I thought, there's no way that I can do any of this, especially in the time allotted. So being an artist, I filled in the bubbles on the paper in the prettiest pattern that I could imagine. <laughs> hey. And they probably looked at the results of that and thought, whoa, you know, <laughs> we'll never get anything out of her. And then right. of course, you know, later in life, I write this book that's so well-researched and so such an intelligently written book. They, they just didn't see that coming. They just didn't see that coming out of me. I'm sure they didn't. Right. Too, bad. Too bad for you. <laughs> but, yeah that's, right you know it's, it's so true though you mentioned earlier how you kind of like daydream your way through school and i think it was heidi pop if you guys know who she is she she said that she used to do the same thing and she she said i realized that you know we're these children they're we're antennas right we're all antennas and whenever the information is coming in that doesn't align with you you shut down like it does it's like you just shut down so it's not like you're intentionally doing it part of your subconscious understands that it's bullshit and you don't need to know it. So it's blocking it. And that's, that's why you're daydreaming. And, you know, I always knew it was bullshit in high school and everything. I, I especially math, like mm -hmm. I, I'm not saying like everything like is bullshit, but I, I would never have my math homework. And, and I just like, I just didn't see the purpose of the whole schooling system back then. And, and your, my, your soul knows. Yeah. Your soul my, knows. And the more connected you are to that, the more you're going to, you're just going to yeah. know intuitively because that's what that is. That but is my teacher would tell me, my teacher would tell me, she's like, Tyler, this is the third time this month you don't have your math homework. And I said, yeah. And when I'm 50 years old, 
sitting on my couch watching TV. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to regret this moment at all. Like, I don't care. I just, that's how I would talk to her. And she would look at me like, like, what the hell? But uh, I, you know, I've always had that rebel gene, I guess. Um, But I think like Sherry said, I think more and more kids are going to have that mentality. They just don't care. They don't want to learn and they're not going to. So we have to find new ways and thank God Sherry's creating a school for, you know, an outdoor, whatever you're doing is amazing. It's something we've never seen before. And, and I know it'll be ready when the time is right. But well, when I was a senior in high school, I got called to the principal's office and they said, if we hold you back another year in school, are you going to do any better? Um, and I said, no, I said, I can't deal with this place and I need you just let me out. So they let me graduate that year. But that's kind of the story of my whole school life. I just was a rebel. I was a, uh, a system buster in the system of the school. And I just, I, I, you know, the best thing that I ever did, the most learning I ever got was out in the woods all by myself. Mm-hmm. Those are the best learning that I got. And I, unfortunately, I didn't get much from my parents because they were alcoholic and severely codependent and mashed. I pretty much raised myself out there in those woods with a lot of spiritual direction. That and is the school, though. Yeah. It is the yeah. school. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, I, I count myself very lucky that, mm-hmm. that I had that kind of uh, childhood. Clifford Mahoudi, if you guys know who he is, uh, Native American Zuni elder, um, who was part of the Cahokia Mounds documentary, he said that when he was a kid, like as a Native American, their school was nature. And their parents would tell him to go, go talk to that rabbit. And they didn't understand it. Why? Why? And they would keep sending them out to go talk to the rabbit until they under they knew how to communicate with the rabbit. Yeah. And they would actually develop relationships with the wildlife. And, but they didn't understand, but that was, that's what the lesson was. They had to go communicate with the rabbit. That was their like daily lesson. And it ended up being profound and they learned so much. And, you know, so just the ways of life have been forgotten. You know, it's, we're so far removed from what it means to be in harmony with the planet. But um, anyway, well, I want to real, show, real, go ahead. Oh, real quick. I just want to say on that topic, nature is on this planet is the most, untouched you could say because it's not a part of the programming right it's still it it vibrates very close to source it's very pure so when you connect with nature you're connecting it's it, it's kind of like a bridge to connect with source very easily and your soul you know and why do you think they want to keep us away from that keep us in a building all day and keep us at a job that you know you're they want to keep you in a city in a job like away from nature disconnected completely because the more you connect with nature, the more you're going to connect with mm-hmm. that, right? right. Yeah, and it's the really sun dangerous. is really dangerous. So you have to be careful out there. The sun as well, right? The sun as well. <laughs> yeah, right. the sun. Right. Sun's yeah. dangerous. Stay out of the... Yeah, that's Seriously, what how much fear? Us, right? Yeah. Right. Be All afraid of, it. of the sun. Even like sunglasses. I won't geek out on this too much, but we actually need to perceive mm-hmm. light to prep our skin to receive the sun. And it's like, mm-hmm. this has been going on for a hundred years. The sun, you know, so yeah there's a lot there's a lot to keep us from nature and you have to you have to question why so i love this conversation well let's let's geek out about the sun because we have the eclipse coming up and you know they're put they're surrounding it with tons of fear i mean Mm -hmm. 
the yeah. stuff that they're putting out yeah. on on the mainstream media about what to expect and you know have food prepped and make sure that you have a plan like a whatever like it's just like what kind of eclipse like what kind of eclipse are they yeah. expecting here buy <laughs> necessary groceries and gas right right eclipse make sure you got gasoline and groceries because the eclipse could be are they planning the, are they the planning the out. fake invasion while everybody's looking up <laughs> right um, Bad idea. Bad right. idea. So, but they, they always demonize the sun, you're right. And I wonder, like, does anybody have any thoughts about this eclipse and what it means, what yes. the significance of it is? Go look at the sun. Do not put on your glasses and go look at the eclipse. I do it so, every time. I do it so, every time and it changes you. I know somebody's going to tell you it's dangerous. It's going to burn your eyes. It's not going to burn your eyes. It's going to reset something in your brain and your crystalline structure. Go look at the sun. Well, that mm -hmm. explains why they always tell us that. Right? I know. And they don't want you doing that because of that reason. They're no, yeah. it's dangerous. This reminds me of something. Who remembers in the, the 2017 eclipse when Trump looked at the sun, looked at the eclipse without his little glasses on, and the media tore him apart. They're saying, well, I remember that. Idiot, blah, blah. Uh -huh. But he, he did on, on he TV, knows. and I know that was intentional. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you're right. Like, I think maybe looking at it directly might be the, like amazing for us, but they want you to cover your eyes with those glasses. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it'll blind you. So don't listen to me, but. Uh. Listen to me. Take your hands like this and make little slits through your fingers and put it between you and the sun and look at the sun. It is not going to blind you. I would be blind. I've looked at three direct eclipses in my life and every single time it changes me. It fundamentally changes me. I'm serious. All right. But it, well, but if anyone is worried, I mean, this is not medical advice, but I would say, look at the sun. So far, I can still see. In fact, my vision is improving naturally because I'm working yeah. on it by allowing the full light spectrum through my eyes. Did you know it's illegal to wear to sell glasses that allow the full light spectrum through the lenses? Really? Did wow. you know that your contacts block part of the light spectrum? Oh, yeah. They have 10%. They have a UV tint and I've gotten so accustomed to it. I kind of love it. And then when I take them off and wear my glasses, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? So well, you're fatiguing, sorry, Sherry. You're fatiguing muscles and then internal endocrine responses that you need. And I think it has to do with, this is from now my off-planet experiences watching testing because what they didn't realize is the UV actually had something to do with longer life. They were looking for the fountain of youth. I know I'm getting into a long story. I can't get into it, but I'm telling you, the sun will elongate our lives. It yeah. will let us live longer. And we are intentionally being kept from it and intentionally not allowing the full spectrum into our bodies because of the way that it heals and restores us. Go ahead, yeah. Cherry. No, I'm just geeking out because I, I have, this is in my new book and I'm going to talk about it in my presentation. And there's actually a, a, a collective called the Sunrays. Um, and it's a group of children that I'm going to, I've never talked about publicly yet that, uh, that I have been learning a lot from. And there is so much information that they have blocked from us. The, the healing ability of the sun, the consciousness of the sun itself. And, you know, for me, I was so accustomed to wearing sunglasses throughout my life because I was programmed to believe that we need needed them that as an adult now, I can't wear I have to I have to train my eyes now to be able to look and to be in the sun because they start to water and it actually gives me a headache. So I've been training myself for the past three years to take them off and slowly acclimate to the sun. But I'm a huge believer in the healing ability of the sun. And I moved to Florida a year and a half ago. 
and it was sunny every day, absolute paradise. And in the last six months, there have been more chemtrails than I have ever seen in Maryland here now, which Maryland was a huge uh, a conglomerate of like you couldn't even see the sky. And now they've come here and we've had two months of no sun. It's completely uh, cloudy all the time. No, nothing, no sun. And it's and people are getting sick. They have their memories. They're not remembering things, missing time, excuse me, missing time. <clears throat> so many things. So they're blocking the sun for a reason. This is a huge, huge uh, part of of our of, of the lies that we have have been told. And this is a great conversation. Yeah, and they're predicting historical cloud coverage during the eclipse, which is of course. Like, like how do you? How do they even know? They first know. of all. Unless they're going to spray and block it out. But, but I think we should spray. meditate on it. Everybody just individually meditate on like a clear day, you know, and, and just dissipate those clouds. But what's interesting about sunblock too, I, I watched a video a long time ago. Uh, they said that, you know, the skin, they, they think that if you don't put on sunblock, you're going to get skin cancer from the sun. But the, the cancer actually comes from the toxins within your body and we're not properly detoxing. And what happens whenever you put on sunblock, the, the sun actually is a natural way to detox. It, it brings the toxins to the surface. But when you put on sunblock, you're trapping the toxins and they can't escape. And, it's, and the sunblock is actually what creates the spots is what this doctor was saying. So you're actually, you're actually giving yourself like you're actually aiding in the development of cancer by wearing sunblock and it's the sun is supposed to in the sunblock that it's toxic as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the chemicals in the sunblock. Exactly. Yeah. So if you ever get a really bad sunburn, get chlorophyll drops and put them in your water and drink it and it will process your sunburn. Chlorophyll is one of nature's most potent detoxifiers. Like this is legit. If you get a sunburn, take chlorophyll and it will process your sunburn faster than anything else you can do. Then there has to be something behind that. It's like what you're saying. I think right. it's a combination of toxins and lack of the nutrition that we need in our body combined. That too. Yeah. yeah. That's super interesting stuff. Yeah. I've been a for my whole life. I guess I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You I, if I used anything on my skin, it was usually coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> coconut oil is amazing i love yeah people people so do use coconut oil in the sun that's yeah. that's a real thing you know and our ancestors didn't used to lay out and the way that they program us to to be in the sun is intoxicating too because there is a level in which it's too much and people do burn because they they encourage people to lay out and be in the sun all day and get tan and then they need the sunblock people think they need the sunblock so like our ancestors knew when to go into the shade animals know yeah. They will not, they'll sit out and they'll get their sun and they know innately when I have a hairless mm -hmm. cat has no fur, he burns, but he knows instinctively when he's on my patio out in the back, he lays in the sun. And then when he knows he's had enough, he gets up and he goes into the shade. So they know when their bodies get the level that they need. And then they, they know innately when to stop and when to move out of the sun, but we're not taught that. And so it's, again, that's a whole nother level of their programming and manipulation tactics on, on humanity. Right. Right. Yeah, and all, all right. cultures that are in heavily sunned areas, I just made that up expression, but they cover themselves because the layer of clo clothing keeps you cool. So like, I mean, if, if I, I lived in Jerusalem for nine months, a lot of people don't know that, but there would be like the Bedouin out in the desert and they're covered head to toe. They're not, 
they're not out in the sun like like all of the tourists or, or locals who are at the beach. So it's kind of this very unusual behavior with the sun, just to um, further what Sherry said. Yeah. People that are out in a lot of sun often cover themselves unless they have more, um, what's it called? Uh, melanin, like darker skin tones. Right, right, yeah. right. They cover right. themselves. And even some people in those cultures do for the insulation and that barrier where your sweat gets trapped and cools you off. Mm -hmm. So our relationships with sun is whack. It's all right. out of whack for sure. Well, we're not, we're never taught. How are you supposed to know? You know, how, like this conversation here, like this is something, Sherry, you should, you should teach. It should be a class <laughs> in your school. Um, but Tony, what are, what are your thoughts? Come on. Do you lay out and tan? I've been waiting. You guys have been yeah. kicking butt. So I'm like, <laughs> um, well, I just want to touch on the science of it because our trip to Inyokern led me down a kind of a rabbit hole. So I remembered they were using laser therapy while we were doing out-of-body experiments on us kids in Inyokern. So Project Grill Flame, I found the, the gap in the funding of it. And there was a joint Senate arms committee around that project. And I found, I remembered when we were there, when I went home, I remember some of the technology and I started researching how to build it myself because I have a remote viewing group and I want to push the envelope of remote group viewing technology from what I remembered from a classified program that had access to space assets. And uh, it seems they use lasers quite a bit. So a lot of CIA people that are called themselves Jedis or laser physicists. And uh, it turns out that in the, the near infrared spectrum, 1250 to 1500 nanometers, oxygenates your brain cells and activates your psychic ability better but you know what else does that is your sunlight and when you block it the only way so 1250 nanometers to 1500 nanometers of near infrared will not penetrate your skull basically it'll get it'll get a you know three quarters of an inch in there and it'll oxygenate those brain cells that are around the inside of your skull but it does penetrate through your eye sockets and right behind there is you know your pineal gland so the physiology of it and what you're saying the science is absolutely established. Cold laser therapy is a real thing. You can go buy them right now. It's near infrared, but they stop at 950 nanometers. So they don't want to give you the, the real deep penetration uh, near infrared wavelengths. And the reason being is they oxygenate your brain. It'll oxygenate all of your brain cells. You have higher brain function. So when you're wearing your UV contact lenses and your regular glasses and your sunglasses, you are reducing that effect 100%. So sunlight, does this naturally if you go out there's people there's no no coincidence that the hippie movement wanted to stay outside with the flowers in the sun and get all that and connect to nature so you you are literally oxygenating your brain cells individually yeah looking at the sun you know so that's a, my two cents a friend exactly. of mine made a made a great point she noticed that um like she was going to the doctor this was a couple of years ago and she started asking her friends too. And the doctors were like promoting vitamin D. They're like, you need to start taking vitamin D, vitamin D, vitamin D. And, and then she saw all the stuff with like Bill Gates blocking out the sun and the chemtrails. And she's like, holy shit, they're trying to replace the sun with a pill. Like they're trying, they, yeah. they're, the doctors, yeah. you know, they don't promote and push vitamins typically. Right. But they were all pushing vitamin D. And she was like, this is, there's an agenda behind this. And that was mm -hmm. kind of her conclusion. She's like, they're trying to replace the sun with a pill. And that's why vitamin D is so heavily pushed, but they don't even tell you how to properly take vitamin D anyway to like really receive the effects of it. But uh, there's no replacing the naturals. Stuff, no, the artificial. There's no it's not the same. So in the space programs, the sunlight being absent in the colonies was a major problem. 
an mm. absolute major problem. So much so that it was a huge luxury for flight crew, and they were hated by everybody because they got exposed to sunlight when they visited other planets and came back to Earth. So we got picked on for being on a ship that got exposed. We, I got to stand and see the sunlight sometimes. There were people that spent their entire time up there and never had direct sunlight. They had all of the artificial stuff with the UV that, you know, they had the fake lights that were doing it, but people were still in a stupor from it and very pale. And uh, they were very, they were very upset about it. So it, it was a huge um, stigma to be somebody that could get exposed to sunlight even for a few minutes versus those that were stuck in the colony for a long time. And they were, they were, there was, it was like a, um, you know, like a prejudice that that was real like you know i don't want to hear from you you were in the sunlight earlier and so i heard that too so that was a stigma and that's a real thing that's a very real effect the fake lights can't can't fix it all the tech of all the fake lights can't fix the the psychological problems of not having being near the sun you know you're always and the more you're without it the more you crave it so if you and stay and stay underground the, the worst punishment we have other than death is to put somebody in the hole with no sunlight and so and, for, right so yeah. this brings me to the, this reminds me of what I hear with the flat earth theory that we have this artifact, the sun is like a fixture, like a light bulb, essentially. And it's like this whole artificial thing. And so, I mean, they, the whole, that whole theory skews your connection with source because it, it forces yeah. you to believe in an entirely different set of rules that, you know, give your power away. But it's interesting that like if they get all these people to believe that, like we we interviewed somebody who literally said like the sun has light, it's a big fixture and it has light bulbs. And she saw one of the bulbs burnt out one time. And I'm like, okay, but did you really like if people believe yeah. that it's just a light I mean, fixture, like they're not gonna understand that there's there's benefits to receive from it. And it's just manipulating and tricking, like manipulating people away from that intuitive knowing that the sun is helping them i started reading a book by a guy named mayor schneider and he teaches people how to reclaim their their natural vision because i'm really sick and tired of glasses and contact lenses okay so part of his program and he's he's an older guy he was actually born clinically blind and he solved his own vision problems and got to the point where he could even get a driver's license without any corrective lenses. That's how far he went with his healing his eyes. So I'm reading his book. And one of the things that he says in there about healing your vision is to look at the sun. Mm -hmm. So I think I find that very interesting in the context of this whole conversation. It's just kind of a little added thing there that, you know, looking at the sun is a good thing all the way around. Yeah, sun gazing. Yeah. Well, why do you think the children are in school six hours a day with minimal uh, outside time, no sun and, and fluorescent lighting on top of that, which distorts and disrupts their energy and their auric field um, right. and suppresses. And so they don't get to see any sun anymore. And a lot of the schools in Florida, they don't go outside middle school, high school. They don't go outside at all. They, and there's, they, don't, have, they don't have recess, so there's no need to go outside. So they're right. inside all day with air conditioning and um, fluorescent lighting, no sun. Mm -hmm. that's horrible yeah it's horrible. and the fluorescent lighting I, i've seen a video somebody did a study they, so they monitored the children in the room with the fluorescent lighting and then they monitored them without it and i guess a different type of lighting and like the kids it just naturally agitates you it creates like a chaotic frequency that agitates you mm -hmm. and it, it like the kids become disrupted then yeah i think exactly. 
There, so I can see the flicker in LED lights. Yeah. And I, I think children still perceive those things because they're not like so accustomed to it and perceived out of it. So it's almost like even if it's not at the level of awareness, they're still perceiving this flickering that's happening in these lights as well. And so, some of us, it's like, I can't go, you, you know how when all the holiday lights change to LED lights, I can no longer go look at holiday lights because it, it makes me nauseated because you, if you're, you know, all of us have one of our senses is heightened, more heightened than the other. And definitely mine is eyes and my hearing, but you can see it flicker. It's extremely disruptive to like consistent thought processing. Yeah. So I think so, children are still able to perceive whether they realize it or not as well. And the, they, those, that study you were talking about, Tyler, they changed it to full spectrum lighting from fluorescent and the children calmed down. I saw that as well. Yeah. And yeah. so the whole LED light that, I mean, if you can't tell that that's an agenda, my yeah. uh, friend of mine, he owns a mechanic shop and Ameren electric comes in and like, Hey, we're, we're offering, you know, we're replacing all the light bulbs with LED light bulbs for free. It's going to save you all this energy. And they just came in, like they made him set up an appointment and replace the, the whole shop with LEDs. And they, they're going around to every business doing that. And obviously you can't even buy an iridescent light bulb anymore, like, or whatever they're called. Uh, because I mean, you probably can, but they're hard to find because all you can find is led lights. And a friend of mine put a led light. He, uh, his light bulb burnt out in his garage and he put an led bulb in and he never connected the dots, but his garage door stopped working his opener it kept malfunctioning and it's like what the heck and he had people come out and everything he finally talked to somebody he goes did you put a new light bulb in and he's like yeah he's like was it led and he's like yeah he goes take it out and put an old bulb back in and he did and it started working it was emitting that much frequency mm -hmm. that it was disrupting the receiver so it couldn't it wouldn't the garage door would not operate imagine yeah. what it's doing to you in your home well, and he's, yeah the EMFs coming off of those things are off the charts. Right. People, people have done EMF meters and uh, you can document this yourself. You can, you can test it yourself. It's tons of EMFs coming off of led lights. A thousand bulbs.com, by the way, that's where I buy all my incandescent lighting. A thousand, bulbs. a thousand bulbs. Incandescent. Yeah. yeah. That's... Yes. Just in case you're, killing you're killing me because I'm a technophile. I look, I, my apartment looks like I'm a teenager. I've got LEDs everywhere. Uh, as much as I, lo I like switching the colors people. yeah and i've got video games and stuff laying around i'm living through a second childhood now so <laughs> uh, you know i'll work on that when i grow up but you're not the there only one go. everyone's homes up. are filled with leds right now yeah. and and yeah. some right. people aren't as like i'm it bothers not me sensitive. i feel it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right so i mean it i well, wouldn't recommend it but you know and if you have wi-fi or you know i mean so many other things are you're being bombarded with emfs Anyway, so just, you know, get organized, get um, things to help with that. You know, there's a lot of things you can do to help with that. We all need that, no matter, right. you know, if you're, if you're on the grid at all, you need, you need help with that. I've had great success with the Faraday fabrics. I've got a giant, my, I have the grounding sheet that's got an EMF blocker on the sheet that's plugged into the wall that grounds. Nice. That's super amazing. I, I, I just got it because I wanted to block and then have a blanket over I sleep and with the I plugged mat. it into the wall and I ground it out and I I couldn't believe how great I slept after that. I have that and yeah. a blanket, a Faraday blanket. And I super recommend that to everybody. When I wear the Faraday blanket, I dream in color. And when I when I wrestle around and kick it off of me, 
I dream in black and white. And so it's that simple. Uh, it, you sleep way better when you block the EMF waves. Also, the program at Inyokern had us out there in Inyokern because there was no EMF signals out in the middle of that boonies from the at the airfield. So us kids, they there were no EMF. There was no electronics right there. They could shut off everything in that portable, Tyler, where it was sitting over the edge. So that was the whole, that was one of the technologies around the remote viewing and the psychoenergetics was to not be exposed to EMF. Right. Yeah. That's, how I, that's where I got that from. Yeah. It, it affects the psychic abilities. We right. used to go out there to Inyo County to Tacopa Hot Springs. I used to go out to the hot springs out there at Tacopa, and that was in Inyo County. So I was out there doing things close to where that, that place was. Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember when? What what years were you there? 1990s. It was in the 1990s. And there were times we drove out there. I drove out there with some Cherokee lady friends of mine that were teaching me how to be a Cherokee because I have Cherokee blood and me too. And uh, and black helicopters were buzzing us on this little bitty backwards hog path of a road to Tocopa Hot Springs. And here comes a big black helicopter, you know, right over us. I mean, come on. What the heck? Right. You know? They didn't like yeah. what you guys were doing. Yeah, they wanted to see what you're up to. Yeah. Um, yeah, my friend Regina flipped it off. <laughs> nice. Anyway. So so really quick, just for the people who weren't here at the beginning, if you don't know, we're giving away a free live stream pass to our conference tonight. And all you have to do is go to our new website, journeytotruth.online, and sign up for the email list and send us an email through the website with the word free, all caps, and we will send an email out tomorrow letting you guys know who the winner is. And there are two links in the description below that have 10% off um discounts for the conference so if you guys want to come and get a four-day pass or a live stream pass if you don't win tonight you can get 10 percent off it with the links below uh, so take advantage of that and i just wanted to let you guys know in case you missed the beginning um i don't know how long we've been going but i guess we'll slowly start to wrap this up because there's a lot of us here and i don't know what you guys have going on but uh jackie i know you you know we we barely brushed on, you know, what you offer. You you have um, amazing medium abilities and you do many other things. You host a podcast. So maybe you can let the audience know kind of what you're up to lately and, and where people can find you. Yeah, definitely. So easiest place is my website, connectionswithjackie.com. Um, I'm currently, well, starting Monday, um, leading a book program for soon-to-be authors who are ready to publish their books. And it's a six-week program. And if all goes well, there will be 10 books out when we finish, which I'm excited about. Um, so yeah, I offer my medium sessions and then I really just kind of followed the calling to do more. Um, it's more, I would say more like business coaching for spiritually inclined people and services and just helping really expand that into the world. So that's what I'm up to this year, coming back out of my maternity leave. And, and what about the podcast? The podcast is connectionswithjackie.com. Um, it's all about my journey as a medium, also a little bit what it's like to run a, a spiritual business. And then I have great guests come on and talk, talk about fascinating um, concepts. I just had a, a doctor from New York City come on and talk about um, lots of things. <laughs> yeah, she does alternative, uh, can't 
say, can't call it healing or treatments. Um, so she's just doing alternative stuff for people. So That's I know amazing. we're on rumble and we have a little bit more Liberty now, but I still, you still have to be careful. With well, I know planes. we programmed ourselves not to talk about it. I know <laughs> I want to keep everything on air. Um, but yeah, the podcast is there and, um, and then hopefully, well, definitely my book will be out, um, by the end of April. And, and Jackie is a very gifted medium and I recommend booking a session with her. Uh, I've, I've had a few sessions with her and she's a real deal uh, and, you know, no doubt. So thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, who wants to go next? I could. It's okay. A, um, I have, I have two websites. One is called encounters with healing.com. The other one is called facing the shadow, embracing the light.com. Um, these are my websites. Um, and I guess hardly anybody ever does this. Nobody that I know of does it. But uh, for people that can't afford my book, I have a PDF on my website. Um, and even if you have the book, going and get the P going and getting the PDF is uh, the free PDF is a good thing, because that way it's in PDF for format and it's searchable. So if there's something you want to search on within the book, and it's a 530 page book, you know, I wasn't going to come out and say things that happened to me without giving a lot of backup research to uh, verify what I was talking about. But anyway, PDF is good to have if you can search it. Of course, I always appreciate when people buy the book, Facing the Shadow, Embracing the Light on Amazon. Um, and the other thing that I just started doing because I'm doing so much better these days, I'm not exhausted all the time anymore, is I'm starting to do, um, I did a training with Dolores Cannon and I've earned her uh, quantum healing hypnosis technique. And so I'm now starting to do that, those sessions with people again. Um, they have to be done in person um, and they're extremely intensive. And I, and I really am prepared to spend the entire day with my client because sometimes it really takes that long. We will go under hypnosis, I take you under hypnosis. We do two to three to four, maybe even five hours, but I'm in there as long as it takes 100% present with my client the entire time. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful process and I really enjoy doing it and I'm really glad to be able to be back to doing it. So that's kind of what I'm doing and where I'm at these days. And uh, it's, uh, you know, life, life is just in many ways getting better. You know, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you that's for amazing. sharing that. Somebody yeah. in the chat just said, uh, talks with Tony tier three, woohoo. So Tony, you know, you have your Patreon and, and you have a few different tiers. So maybe you can explain to our audience what you're doing with that and where they can find your books and stuff. Cool. So you can find everything at TonyRedBriggs.com and there's links to my Patreon there. Uh, I do shows, uh, you know, same thing, interview guests and have a couple shows, one or two a month that I put out for the tier one subscription. And then there's a tier two, there's a live Q&A once a month that we do. And those can be brutal and I, in a good way um, because we cover a lot of things like it's unadulterated Q&A session in a Zoom format. So those are good. And I record them and post them for those people for that tier and then there's a remote viewing group that I've been, it's been wildly successful. Uh, everybody can do remote viewing. And I, because of Inyo Kern and because of tier three, we were doing remote viewing as a practice. And I thought, man, this is good. I want to offer this in a different capacity and kind of be serious and more serious about it. And mm -hmm. we are doing theoretical stuff that's to picking up in the, picking up where the military class of declassification left off. 
So we've been doing some some really cool experiments lately. I'm going to present on it on stage this year, and it's it's just very successful. It's so much fun. Everybody everybody remote views and they see what they did, and then we have the reveal, and everybody's shocked that they got it right. And so we beat the we beat the odds of better than one in two hundred fifty thousand pretty much every single week. And we've done we're doing other experiments with it. We're doing we're breaking off in other areas. On top of learning remote viewing, we're we're doing other things from it. But the idea is that people can turn off the noise that's in your head from everything else. And when you're remote viewing, you hear the voice that's correct. You hear that intuitive voice that's the correct one. So you understand its pitch, its tone, and you get to know it better, your intuitive voice. So if you remote view all the time, get 100 views on it, you get that, you get that voice down, the volume of it, and you recognize it out of all the chatter in your mind. Oh, don't do it. You're going to fail. Oh, I'm hungry. My foot hurts. All these other voices that are going on in your head that are taking you away from your intuitive voice. Your intuitive voice is like, it's okay. It's down there being quiet because it doesn't care. And so when you remote view and you learn how to practice and turn off all the other voices, you are in touch with your intuition. So um, it's a very valuable thing. And so we don't go into the really the, the higher um, phases of the remote viewing. It's about practice. So it's more like an aerobics class of remote viewing. Right. Tier three, I know that was Ron. I see him out there. Um, tier three is basically like remote influencing. We do synchronized meditations. We do a few uh, tricks, bits and pieces to help it. But we study the phenomenon of that. And what happens is when you when you meditate with a group of people, synchronized in a synchronized fashion every week, you become like family. There's a bond that happens it's afterly. And you can tell when a new person comes in, it's like the temperature drops in the room and everybody's kind of not quiet for a minute. Then a couple meditations later, that new person is just like family in the group. And there's really, we're meeting only once a week and talking for a couple hours, but it really, there really is a bond. And you can tell like there's times when we had our synchronized meditation and I got ran away with what I'm doing at home. And I go, and I go, oh, oh, it's time. They're meditating. You can feel it. You can feel when it's happening. And I, and you know what I mean? Like you get to know that. And we have massive results. We heal people. We do, we help people with friendships. We help people in relationships and in their life. You meditate and get the, do that permission first. And then, you know, you're, you believe it. And then your life kind of turns. It's just manifest, manifestation. And the way that we police it of, to where it doesn't get crazy is that everybody in the group has to be unanimously vote on the target. It's a lot of fun. And it's the, you know, it's, it really is a talks with Tony. I kind of, it's a, we sit around and because it's a family atmosphere, we talk about all kinds of stuff under the sun. So it's a lot, I do a lot of the live groups on my Patreon and that's really my bread and butter, you know, and I'm in Jackie's book course too, starting Monday and working on a remote viewing book. That's going to have my in your current experience, some of the advanced technology that remains classified. I'm going to put in the book and it's a brief history of remote viewing and psychoenergetics. Been with us all through history. Humans are psychic. We all know it. You all are. You're just in denial of it. Uh, and if you, unless you are not in denial of it, and then you you should practice more like I should, right? So um, the book is going to be about that. But I can't understate how important that is. For somebody to hold your hand, go through the process, and write a book from start to finish, and and put it out on Amazon and be published. It's a big thing. I think everybody, 100% of everybody has a good story in them that's worth reading. And I'll say this, and I and like and I convict, I conviction when I say that 100% of people already have a story today that's worth writing. But I want to say this, if you feel that you don't, if you feel that your life is boring and you know nobody will read your book, you need to get your ass up and get out there and do some living. So that you know, like if you if you can't write a book with it, then you need to fix it. 
So because every we all we all are a witness, we all are part of creation, witnessing creation and creating creation. So if wow. you you you're you have a book in you. And so Jackie's putting this together for people. How amazing is that? So it'd be it should be um it should be everybody should and she should package this, Jackie. I hope you package this and keep it going. I think it's an amazing yeah. thing. And you're gonna liberate so many people with this. And like you said, really they've opened my caught my eyes and opened my eyes. Books aren't censored yet. Get your ass out there and write. Yeah. Mic drop. Beautiful. And uh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, Jackie, when you reached out to me and told me about your course, you know, I was really drawn to it, but I really hope you do the second round because I'm going to do it. And uh, Aaron is doing the first round also. So, I'm, yep, I'm doing it. Potentially, That's Aaron, you've been like, this is what's amazing about. It. So how long ago would you say I, you started your book, Aaron? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 2019. There you I go. Think. Like when we started and, the podcast, basically. Right. So at the end of time. at the at the end of this program, you're gonna have a book, and it's potentially gonna be a first sale at the conference. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, yep. it will happen. Yes, you're gonna. Yes. It's happening. <laughs> it's, happen. it's written. It's written. It's, it's written. It's already yeah. done. Right. Um. So that's so, that's incredible. Yeah. And uh, somebody in the chat earlier said, you know, I was hanging out the, around the bonfire with Tony last year. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things I wanted to bring up really quick. If you guys don't know, it's so much more than just the information at the conference. Like at the end of the day, we have a bonfire outside. There's a beautiful place to sky watch. And, you know, the, we all tell our stories. It should be written in books. Right. And everybody just gets along and it's so much fun. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you wanted to just chime in and, you know, how much fun we have around the fire every year, Tony, because it's like it's like my favorite part of the whole. Well, I hope nobody wipes any magic poop on me this year. <laughs> but uh, I love the bonfire and I'm not going to hide what? from it. So um, the bonfire is an absolute blast and we're out there. And I, I hope, to, so the other thing is I haven't seen the schedule. Like, I don't want to be talking on the last day so that I can relax at the bonfire because I kind of key up before I talk and uh, present. But the bonfire is the whole reason I'm going. Like, even if you didn't ask me back to talk, I was going to go this year just for that reason, just to hang out with the crew, with the crowd there. Same. I, I love Same. people. They're my last hope but the crowd is a blast. You know what I mean? It's like birds of a feather and it's an amazing thing. And plus Nero's going to be there and Sherry will be there and Jackie will be there. It's like, I, I can't miss that. Like, I, well, I, I don't know where else I'd rather go. Yeah. I need to know when the bonfire is. Cause I might miss it. Cause I'm leaving one day early. Oh, you won't. It's oh no, it's every night. night. Every night. Every night. Okay. Yay. Every okay. single night we fire hey. up the bonfire right. and I'm the first one out there going, come on. Okay. Even um, <laughs> and then Tyler last year yeah. said, Tony, there is also a star watch. I was telling people, I said, come on, let's go to the bonfire after I was got off stage. And you said, there is also a star watch, Tony. So don't just um, take everybody away from that. So but but I'm excited you know I, about, you know what I um, realized? Like we all, we, we didn't drive for halfway across the country to go look at the sky. Like the bonfire connects us all. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a connecting mm -hmm. community, you know, right. whenever you're, well, you can do both. Fire. You can do both in the same night if you want. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. Like and gotta... what's funny is the first year we didn't have the greatest weather and we still built fires in the rain and people were still out there. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so Sherry, uh, I, can you please let our audience know what you've been up to and where they can find you? Yeah. Well, I just want to plug the conference too. I mean, it's a magical experience and it was one of the best I've ever been to probably the best I've ever been to last year. I had the best weekend week. Um, it was incredible. So I look forward to that again. And I just want to say how much respect I have for 
you and Aaron for putting this together and for all of you on the panel with me right now and, and everyone else that's on presenting. It's just such an amazing group of people. Everyone's playing their roles and being part of the change. And I just, it, it make it really makes me happy to see everybody doing and not just complaining, but because I'm a doer, you know, like what's the solution? And we're doing things uh, together and everyone watching this is, is wants to be a part of that. So that's, that makes me happy. Um, uh, I have three websites. Uh, SherryDivban.com is where you can, people can find me. I do my one-on-ones. So during the week, I work with people one-on-one um, -on -one doing soul readings and in energy healings, coaching um, with adults and children. Um, so I'm doing that a lot. I am also, I have the Aramis Creative Learning uh, Center um, where we have offer classes for children and adults on esoteric metaphysical subjects anything you can think of that you believe your child should be learning in, in the indoctrination schools, we have it. Um, and that's for a reason. So every month we offer new varieties of classes. We just added five new mentors uh, to the Aramis uh, group. So I'm really excited about that. We have some amazing classes coming up on uh, this month on vocal toning and light language and all sorts of amazing things. So um, we also have the Aramis Collective, uh, which is our nonprofit that kind of funnels all sorts of research and things into the different um, layers of, of the projects that I'm that I'm working on. Um, my newest book, Courage to Change the Freedom Movement, is coming out this year. It's kind of a part two to Star Seeds and the Great Awakening, much different than the first two books that I wrote. This is really specific and and it's it's about change and how do we and how do we do it and how do we work together. So I'm actually really excited about this book, even more than last year's book that came out a few months after the conference. Um, I'll be at the conference this year. Um, we have nine children's books out um, called Divinely Guided Children. That's a series, of, again, teaching children what I believe that they should be learning um, from young age about energy and healing, um, tapping into your higher consciousness, spirit animals, uh, earth elementals, Anything you can think of, we have a book on it, um, and it's a beautiful series for children. So all of my books are available on Amazon. Um, I just want to say one thing before we end tonight, um, if I may. Uh, I, I want to make sure that everything I do is from a place of integrity, but also um, I don't want to nothing. I don't want to instill fear in anybody. So anything that we collectively or I individually said tonight that may have put triggered anybody um, into being in a place of fear that's not. Our intention, I believe, and certainly is never mine. Anytime I talk about 3D interference or anything that is designed in our reality to suppress us and to make us forget our sovereignty and to cut off and block our innate abilities to heal ourselves and to transmute and transform ourselves and to evolve into better people um, and, to, and to evolve together as a group. Um, it, it's about information. So as you know what's going on, you have the ability to make different choices and you start to see through the illusion and the matrix begins to break down through a community like ours and others where we put the information out there so people are aware of all the things that are being done to us and how we're being controlled and manipulated. So it's not coming from a place to put people in fear. It's a place to, it's 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 a it's a way for us to empower those watching this to, to be better people and to be part of the change. And so I just want to make sure that that's clear tonight, at least in my intention and in saying anything that might have triggered anybody that I were, my purpose is to inform so that you can be in a place of empowerment and make decisions moving forward, um, you know, not in fear. Um, so mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that tonight to kind of as my last thing, my little last tidbit of information. Yeah, thank you for that. And 
Are you saying that because of what you said at the conference last year and you had that 83-year-old put you in your place? <laughs> no, that was really funny. No, yeah, yes and no and many other reasons. But I noticed a couple people in the chat saying they were triggered and oh my gosh. And like, I don't want anybody to be afraid about anything we're saying because we're telling you so that you know to put you in a place of knowing um, and instead of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. There is nothing to fear. Right. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, period. <laughs> it's all about, right. It's all about knowing so that you cannot give into the illusion of fear because it's an illusion. It has to get your consent, but there's really nothing behind it. It's all, it's all an illusion because um, you're an eternal spiritual being that cannot mm -hmm. be damaged or killed. The real you cannot be anything that can be damaged or killed is not reality it's which is why this physical reality is it's basically like a dream world that's why it decays and it it can be harmed or whatever yeah. um because it's 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 a manifestation it's real on that level but the realest uh part of you is is infinite non-physical yeah, it's non-physical it's infinite and it's beyond way beyond the physical and when mm -hmm. you realize that what is there to fear why would you ever fear right you know there's nothing yeah Exactly. Well said. So um, just one last reminder, a little shameless self-promotion. Thanks again, Jackie, for the new website. Okay, and if well, you have, and if you haven't yes, checked out, you, if you haven't checked out the new website, journey online, and you can go there, sign up for the email list and send us an email with the word free and you'll enter yourself to win a free live stream pass for the conference. And if you want to save 10% on a four day pass or a live stream pass, those links are below for a limited time only. So take advantage of that discount. And don't forget about our Patreon. We have um, a number of webinars and exclusive content over on our Patreon. The la latest one was the Q operation. And uh, the next one is gonna be on the music industry. And Jackie psychically tapped into that today. Uh, I don't know if it's scary or impressive, but either way. <laughs> um, so we're really excited about that. but. Uh, there's a lot on, there's actually a lot surfacing about the music industry right now. And it's like all just showing up and people are getting slammed in the face with what is going on behind the scenes and, and the level of corruption, I guess that's a light way of putting it, honestly, that, uh, that happens in that realm. So we're going to be covering all that down to some really rare information that we've come across as well. So we're, uh, we hope you are, are excited about that like we are. And um, thank you guys all for being here tonight. This was a lot of fun. And uh, man, I can't wait to see you guys all in person. We're going to have a blast. Yeah, I look yeah. forward to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I can't wait to I can't wait to just go outside and look at the sun tomorrow. <laughs> no shit, yeah. <laughs> Super motivated now. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm uh, I'm going to make an effort. So I'm go for, go for a walk. It's actually been freakishly nice. So um, that was, I didn't expect that tonight to have that conversation. But I think everybody learned a lot from it because we all had info. We all put in info on the hats. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it was unexpected, yeah, but I, yeah. I love that whenever it's just, you know, it's organic like that. So, um, Jackie, we have tons and tons of sunlight here in Southwest Colorado. Amazing. Um, I must have sensed that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all just move there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just move to Southwest well, Colorado. It's ironic. It's, it's interesting that all the people that flooded to Florida in the past couple of years and now it's getting, now it's getting hit with the trails well, and all that stuff. I mean, it's no coincidence, right? Yep, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys all for being here. 
tonight. Thank you to, to the audience. And uh, if you feel compelled at all to join us, uh, rebelsofdisclosure.com, you can find all the information about the conference there, May 13th through the 16th in Grafton, Illinois. Um, grab your ticket today before they sell out. And we hope to see you there. And good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.